Welcome, dear listeners, to Level Up, the podcast that takes you on an exciting journey through the world of personal growth and self-improvement. I'm your host, Dr. Leland, and together we'll explore the strategies, stories, and insights that will help you unlock your full potential, whether you're striving for success in your career, looking to enhance your relationships, or simply seeking a more fulfilling life. Level Up! is your passport to transformation. Each episode will deep dive into a wide range of topics from mastering the art of productivity to the science of happiness and from building resilience to unleashing your creativity. Our guests are experts, thought leaders, and real life achievers who will share their wisdom and experiences to guide you on your path to personal growth. But... Level Up isn't about theory, it's about practicality. We'll provide you with actionable advice and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your life right away. Our goal is to empower you to take meaningful steps towards your dreams and aspirations. So, if you're ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery, growth, and empowerment, then buckle up because you're about to level up your life. Stay tuned for inspiring conversations, powerful insights, and a dose of motivation in each and every episode of... (gasps) Level up. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast platform and connect with us on social media to join our vibrant community of fellow travelers on this incredible journey. Let's get started on this adventure of personal growth and transformation. Welcome to Level Up. And surprisingly, which is kind of cool, um, I guess, tidbit. Uh, he knows my husband since they were young, so which is kind of funny. But this is the book. I don't know if you can see it. it says, New You, Discover the Magic Pill. And Jerry is going to come up soon. But before that, I wanted to give a shout out. So at 10 o'clock today, hey, Janice. Um, Janice, 63 countries. Yes, I know. I need Antarctica. That's the six continents. So I have all in all continents except for Antarctica. So then I would have the world, right? My goal is to level up the world through adversity conversations and things like that. By the way, guys, I'm going to highlight Janice here. This is Janice, my sister from the Hounds. Um, She is an inventor. I bought her um, Tossie pillow. Janice, if you would, please go ahead and type in your website where people can actually buy it. Hello. And to see like it's an awesome so I um I gained weight from basically the pandemic right and I snore like at night and my husband's like turn around you're snoring again but I got Janice's pillow and her story is very incredible and when I actually put it in it's the the v-line like a think of like a football you know those v-line where you kick the ball in that's on the back of my neck. So it supports me. So I would be open. So I guess my throat in here is open and it puts like an acupressure on here. So I don't snore anymore. And it's like fully supported and you can actually do that. And Janice promised me that she will name one of her pillowcase. So long as it's pink, I'm in uh, after me, which is CJ. I was like, yes, yes, sister, bring it. So that is it. The shout out, uh, Mike. Um, so yes. So thank you so much for being here. Hello, sisters. I will go to Antarctica. Yes, please. I want someone to go to Antarctica so I can have seven continents. But other than that, we have on my list, there's 193 countries and nations. So I'm not even halfway there, but I am doing my micro. Okay. And I'm talking about like, micro wins like okay 63 countries a year ago i was at zero countries year later i'm at 63 nations and countries i'm super happy about that hello susanna see susanna's here she's doing my shout out for all my brothers and sisters out there but without further ado i'm gonna bring in jerry because he has an interesting story are you guys ready (gasps) i know i am are you ready jerry you guys can't see him but i can see him (laughs) all right come on in jerry good morning morning and good good morning good afternoon and good evening to everybody else because i know this is in 63 countries on six continents which is like so the time frame might be different for different people so good hello and uh good day how about that good day it covers everybody so uh thank you so much cj for this opportunity to address everybody and have this 
important conversation about health. Um, you know, it's funny, you actually mentioned something in the in the intro where you said that, you know, you put on a couple pounds during the pandemic. Um, and I think that is something that was almost universal globally. You know, we all we all got put into this situation that none of us had ever dealt with before. And, uh, you know, one of the facts of the matter is stress eating is a huge problem. And so we all got burdened with a level of stress that none of us had ever used before. Plus, we got we had to hunker down. We were at home. And I'll tell you what, it's a lot easier to go snack when when your refrigerator is five feet away from where you're doing your daily work. So, uh, yeah, I think we all kind of understand that. Um, and it's actually some personal stuff that happened with me is actually what uh, kind of motivated a renewed journey uh, back to, to good health. Um, so I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to everybody today. And it's great seeing you. Yeah, it's so nice to have you here. Actually, when um, I was talking to you right before this, like what? I don't know, a couple of weeks ago and you send me your book and I was like, geez, I was reading it. I'm like, that happened to you. Holy moly. What the, oh my, you know, like I literally was like in tears. I was like, oh my God, it's just, this is so sad. Like, you know, and the fact that you're still smiling, Tracy is here. Woo woo. Hi sister. So I wanted to um, go back before we get into a deep conversation of nutritional therapy uh, because I see here that you're a hydration expert and certified nutritional therapist. So Correct. can you take me back 20 years of your life and tell me like significant activities or adversities that you had to experience from then till now and how you got here today? Absolutely. So um, we'll do the woo, going back in time type of thing. Um, so 20 years ago, I was actually the director of sales and marketing for a marketing company. Uh, we were representing a high tech communications product. And basically, our job was to um, develop the user base so that they could do an IPO. That was what our job was. And at the, um, at the very tail end of 2006, we actually accomplished that. We were wrapping up that project. Well, in the midst of all that, I was putting in long hours and I was fueling myself with mega monsters. If anybody's familiar with Monster Energy Drink, um, you know, there's, there's the, the, the big can, you know, that's for amateurs. I was on like the barrel, you know, and I was drinking three to four of those a day. Um, I was almost 300 pounds. Uh, I was basically a heart attack just waiting to happen. And fortunately, as I was going into 2007, um, me and some of the team that, I, that I'm a part of, uh, we were looking for a new project. And we stumbled across this alkaline water thing. And I researched it to begin with, and I thought it was a bunch of new wave mumbo jumbo, you know, kumbaya, go down by the river and, you know, everybody, you know, hold hands. And that's what I thought it was. But once I actually started looking into it and um, I researched that, that particular product, that particular byproduct um, for almost nine months before I finally decided, hey, you know what, this is something that I think I might, I might want to become a part of. Um, and so I ended up buying one of the, the devices. And um, after about a month, I realized that this was something that I could actually pursue at, on the business side. And so I started, you know, I started really working it and got a lot of real fast success, um, which was nice. Um, it was it was great for me because it actually at, at that time, I was probably in the worst shape of my life. And by being introduced to this aspect of health through hydration to begin with, um, it kind of refocused me. Uh, when I was younger, I was very athletic. Um, you know, I was always running around doing stuff. But then, you know, as we get older, life kind of gets in the way of, of the things that you like to do. And then you, there's things that you have to do. And the have tos were, were draining so much of my energy that the like tos were going off to the side. And so, you know, I was getting out of shape. Um, and what's really sad is that as, as individuals, I don't think we ever really notice it that much ourselves because we see ourselves in the mirror every day. So those little tiny nuance changes, we kind of get used to. So, you know, you, that's why a lot of times people have that aha moment. They're like, I woke up and I was 300 pounds. It's like, no, you didn't wake up and you were 300 pounds. You had been going there. It's just, you didn't notice it until then, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of times that happens with people. Um, and I thought, 
where my story I know is is not going to be the same as everybody else's. I think the reality is there's bits and pieces that are relatable to just about everybody. Because hey, look, we all go through traumas, we all go through issues, we all go through problems, and that a lot of times have the same outcome, which is we're the ones that end up suffering the consequences of a lot of times our own actions, you know? So when I got introduced to this, to this, to the whole water thing, I ended up, um, I became very knowledgeable. That's the kind of person I am. It's like, it's when I'm, when I'm part of something, I want to know the ins and outs. I do not like being asked a question that I can't answer, especially if it's in my industry, you know? And so I started researching and researching and researching and what ended up happening is I actually, um, my team was very strong and my, the, the, the guy was kind of my, you know, he's my right hand guy. Actually, he was the chairman of the company that I was the director of sales and marketing for previously. And so he basically came to me and said, Hey, Jerry, here's what we're going to do, man. Um, you know, when it comes to live demonstration, demonstrations and presentations, you know, I'll do a lot of the heavy lifting on stage. And he said, you become the answer guy. And I was like, no problem. So he started referring people over to me uh, over the phone. And I literally got to a point where at the beginning, I was getting one or two calls a day. Well, this is a person that he will not connect with a project if he can, if he doesn't feel that he can make seven figures a year at a minimum. Mm. He's got a beautiful house in Newport Beach. I mean, it's like he's been very established in, in the industry for a long time. And so I said, OK, so those one or two calls ended up and I'm not exaggerating. It got to the point where I was feeling about 50 calls a day. Oh, five wow. zero. Five zero. And what I was, what I discovered though, is out of 50 people, they were only asking 10 questions. Oh. Every, everybody basically had the same general questions. They just didn't have a place to find that answer. And so as a result of that, I said, you know what? I like to write. I always have. So I started jotting down what the questions were and then jotting down what my answers were. And eventually I ended up with this. Nice. So it's, it's now in the sixth edition and I've sold over 50,000 copies to, to distributors of this project. And I've helped a lot of people with that. And I ended up, as a result of the success of Ride the Wave, I ended up creating like, um, I've, got a, I've got a resource website for, for distributors that's free. I mean, there's resources on there. They're absolutely free. I created some brochures. I actually published eight different magazines that were talking about different aspects of the water, um, you know, more specific. And so I became very, very ingrained in that whole world. And I really used my writing ability and everything else to try to help those other distributors make their process easier. And that's you know, one of the things, a, a lot of people in my industry, they, they refer to my book as the, the, the alkaline water Bible. They, they're just like, nice. this, this, this is the book that you need that's going to give you a good year, year to have head start on the business side of what we do. And so I was like, excited and that led to other things which um some of the biggest were the uh trainings and the presentations um i got i ended up having the opportunity to not only participate in but actually help organize some of the biggest events in my industry um we did we did an event in las vegas where we had four thousand in-person attendees and, and i was one of the trainers and i actually helped actually organize that entire event and all of that ended up kind of making me like the, the go-to guy for a lot of people in my industry. And I had made several million dollars, you know, through, through that business and that, and, and that those products. And in 2019, I realized I really had a, there was a gap in my knowledge. I, you asked me something about water, no problem, but I was missing some of those other pieces when it comes to overall health. And so in 2019, I actually became a certified nutritional therapist, not to become a certified nutritional therapist and, and like a practicing one. It was for my own knowledge. Yeah. But that additional knowledge has, has you know, it's, it's really done me well because it helped fill in gaps for, my, for me and also that I could implement for my family. And so from that, um, we, we come into 2020. You know, and I was right before 2020, I was looking at, I was looking at the upcoming year. I was going, okay, we're going into 2020. I'm, I love little like weird stuff that makes connections. So 2020, I was like, 2020 is when our, we're going to focus our foresight. We're going to be able to see things. I was using that whole eye connection, you know, ironically enough, the 2020, none of us saw coming, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, 2020 that was, was toilet paper. That's yeah, what it was. Exactly. Paper. Exactly. <laughs> 
Well, in the middle of 2020, we yeah. had some really devastating um, personal things happen. Ironically, it had nothing to do with COVID. Absolutely nothing to do with COVID. And so I'll just, I'll sum it up like this. Within a 24-hour period of time, my brother-in-law, who was living with my wife and I, um, uh, he had a brain aneurysm. She found him laying on the floor of, of his bedroom. And the next day, I found out that my friend of over 30 years had died. That was within a 24-hour period of time. Um, when I read that, I fell over my chair. I was like, can it get any worse? Is there anything? I didn't even, I was scared. Jerry, to read the pages after that, when you said that, as like, yeah, it was, it was tough. It was really tough. And, um, as a result of that, um, my, my mom and my sister, actually, we were living in Temecula at the time and we, we've since actually relocated to Florida. Um, but at the time we were living in Temecula and my mom and my sister actually only lived a couple blocks away. And, uh, so they were, they were extremely supportive, um, in, in, in just everything. And, um, we're gluten-free as part of our dietary strategies. And so they, to try to make things easier for us to bear, they were actually bringing us food, you know, just because it was like, it was a tough, it was really a tough time because we were, my brother-in-law hung in there for four and a half months. So we were on the phone with the hospital every single day. I mean, to the point, they literally, the first four days, they didn't know it was a brain aneurysm. They thought he had had a, a massive stroke. And so we, they even called us up. You should come to the hospital and say goodbye. He's, he's, He's nothing. He's just laying here. Um, that didn't end up being the case. So, um, but yeah, it was a very difficult time. And so they started bringing us over all this food and we thankfully were eating it. You know, we were stress eating and they, um, they became very good at, cause my mom's also gluten-free. So they became very good at gluten-free baking. And so they were literally on almost a daily basis. They bring us a dozen cupcakes and <laughs> there was three, there was three of us in the household at the time, my wife, myself, and my son. And those dozen cupcakes were gone that night, all of them. And so the next day they'd bring over a cake. The next day they'd bring over two dozen cookies. And every, every time that they brought something over, we made sure it was polished off. And one night my, my wife and I were winding down our day. We're watching TV and she goes, honey, I think there's something wrong. And I turned to look at her. She's looking at me and she looked just like this. <laughs> and I thought she was goofing around. I thought she was playing around because we're, that's kind of what our, our humor is. We would do dumb things like that with each other, you know, any, anything to make the other one chuckle. And when I looked at her for, I, I said, honey, are you, are you playing around? And she was like, no. And I said, oh crap. And um, so the next day we went down to the emergency room. We got her all checked out. They, uh, they checked her. They said that her A1Cs were extremely elevated. They needed her to go in and do some other blood work, which she did. When the doctor got back to her, um, her A1Cs were actually 10.5. They said, you, you could go blind, you could have a stroke. And actually that's, it, it had affected her eye because of them. So she was in full blown diabetes. And well, I checked some stuff out. I was actually pre-diabetic. And, um, and so we are, we are not the type of people who take threats. We just don't. I mean, or, or like, like the scare tactics, we don't subscribe to that. And one of the doctors tried that with her. And they mm. were like, and she said, really? So if I don't start taking this medicine that you want me to, this prescription medicine that you want me to take, um, I could die over the weekend. And she was like, I don't think so. And uh, she just, boom, in her mind, she said, I am, I am going to change what I'm doing. And she did. My, ha my wife is half Vietnamese. And so rice is a huge, it has been a huge staple in yeah. her lives. Yeah. And she ended up stopping eating rice completely completely I, I know and it was like wow and so i i'm asian i have to have rice what exactly, exactly and it was the exact same thing and so but she she did her own research and she found out the things that were contributing to the aspect of the diabetes that that and that was one of the things that she definitely needed to cut out and so i i was being supportive and i started i was helping cook the dinners because I do enjoy cooking. So I was cooking her like, you know, chicken breast strips with, you know, some asparagus and she loves okra. So I was making her okra and everything. But, but at the same time I was doing that for her, I was still making myself a pound of chicken nuggets and a pound of fries oh my for my God. dinner. And so I'm filling the whole house with these aromas of French fries and stuff. And I'm thinking, well, I'm doing such a great job being supportive of my wife by cooking her. And I wasn't even thinking about the fact that I was actually 
contributing to making it so much more difficult for her. And so yeah. after that, I kind of said, okay, you know what? I got, I have to make a change. And cause she was doing it. I was like, holy mackerel. She was, she started losing weight. She jumped on an exercise bike at first about 10 minutes. She could do about 10 minutes. Now she's up to an hour, almost an hour and a half. And she does it daily. And she was doing it. The weight started dropping off. She started feeling better. And I finally said, okay, Jerry, you know what, man? If you're really going to be supportive, then you don't need to be supportive from afar. You need to be in the game. In there, yeah. And so I started doing it too. And hey, you know what? There's something to be said about metabolisms and things like that. It is, I started losing weight so much faster than she did. And again, it's, you know, well, she had had my son. I didn't. So, you know, I didn't have an excuse to, to maintain any baby fat. That was because I'm not the one who carried him. You know, I always yeah. tell her, you know, it, it, it's like sympathy pains. You know, it was sympathy yeah. fat. I just, that's what it was. Um, so after all of that um, and her transform, her transformation was really what, what got me to like really start thinking about the aspect of the food and all the things that we were doing. And when we relocated, I was on the road and <laughs> fun, funny enough, we, we ended up um, shipping all of our stuff over here in those pods and we have an RV. So we had planned, okay, well, we're going to make a cross country trip, see some friends and family we hadn't seen for a while. And um, so we made a 4,000 mile trip across the United States before we got to Florida. Well, my, my eldest, uh, my, my son and my daughter, they live in Missouri. And so when I went to, uh, to see my daughter, the <laughs> We step out. We say hi to everybody. I say hi to the grandkids. Everything's great. I go in and I'm talking to everybody. She pulls my wife aside and says, Susan, is dad okay? And Susan's you're losing of, weight? Is that what it was? My, my daughter's a nurse. And oh. so she said, she thought based on the way that I look. Because the last time she had seen me, you were I, like was that big, I was that big fat guy from before. So yeah. now she sees me and she's like, oh, God. And she literally oh. said, she said, does dad have cancer? That would be my first thought. I'd be like, uh, you okay? Yeah. And she said, no, he's just lost weight. And so uh -huh. actually in the book, it's one of the things I mentioned is I actually say, look, if you are going to go through a weight loss journey, make sure that yeah. you make sure that you tell oh, your family. loved ones. Yeah. Tell your loved ones you're going on this journey. And so yeah. as a result of that, I was like, wow, did I change that much? Because again, when you see yourself in the mirror every day, you're not really thinking about the changes that are happening because they're so minute in, on a daily basis that you don't notice them until they've accumulated. Well, yeah. because of the time frame of her seeing me, she was like, oh my God, dad's dying, you know, but it, I didn't. And so when we actually left from there, my daughter was the last stop of friends and family that we were going to have during our trip. And then it was, we were down through uh, Alabama and, you know, by the way, Alabama, absolutely, yeah. absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, but on a drive, actually a drive through Alabama, I'm in this beautiful picturesque location. I mean, it is just, it is trees for as far as I can see. It's just it's absolutely gorgeous. Green. And yeah. I'm kind of in my own head. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, this has been pretty amazing. You know, I'm driving the RV da, 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 and I'm just kind of thinking about stuff. And I thought, wow, you know, this has been a pretty uh, amazing journey. Yeah. And I, I said, I wonder, maybe I should like document it. Maybe I should chronicle this. You're in that and moment again of writing. <laughs> yeah. And so I thought about it and I said, you know, the funny thing is, is that because of how skeptical everybody's become, yeah, I was like, if I if I if somebody saw me then and they saw me now, they'd be like, wow, what'd you find some kind of magic pill? That was what my thought was. And I thought, yeah. you know what? That's I why you a, wrote that book. I, right? I, I made I made a new me oh, and you can make a new you. And that's why I actually called discovering the magic pill for health and happiness, because in that journey, I did discover the magic pill. But mm -hmm. ironically enough. There's a spoiler alert for everybody. Ironically enough, the magic pill is not a pill. A magic pill doesn't exist. But that's not to say that magic doesn't exist. Okay. Yeah. Magic exists, but it's inside of each of us. And we have been so convinced that we are so powerless without the help of all these other things, products, people, government, this, that, all these things that want to just say, you need us. 
And I'm, I'm here to say, you need you. Yeah. You, need, you, need, you need to tap back into that magic that's inside of you. And, and people go, well, you, there's magic inside of me. And I'm, and I'm like, yeah, have you ever been someplace and someone that you did not know, you looked across the room, you, you met eyes, you smiled. And as a result of that smile, they smiled back. I can't you do that. Go, they will start flirting. I did that. Oh, okay. And that's a, but, but the reality is, if the reality is, if you, if by just looking at someone and making a facial feature, you can make them smile. If you don't think that's magic, then what the hell is? Right. You know I mean? right. That's magic. I mean, David Copperfield making a rabbit come out of a hat or something. That's not yeah. magic. That's sleight of hand. Okay. Yeah. Magic is something that you can't. Inside if, you. If you, when you held your child for the very first time, yeah. that was magical, that right? Moment. Yeah. That, exactly. That's the magic I'm talking about. And I think we've gotten so out of touch with that, that, in my book, what I basically, I wanted to divulge all the crap that we went through to let people know, hey, look, I'm not coming to you from some pedestal, okay, yeah. at all. I mean, that's in the book. I tell people, hey, look, I have been, I have been high up on the mountain. I've been low down in the valley, okay. There was a time, yeah. after about six months, I was homeless. I lived in the back of a car. I mean, yeah. it's like, it was not easy. But the effort that I put forth and, and the result, it was worth it. And that's another thing. Easy, man, throw easy out the window. Life's not supposed to be easy. It's supposed to be challenging. If your life is easy, I'm sorry, your life probably sucks. I mean, that's just the reality, okay? Because a difficult life, it's much more rewarding because it challenges you as a person. It does all these different things that allow you to really grow. And that's what this is about, you know? Um, yeah, so in, in October 2022, I started like making notes yeah and by february 2023 this year yeah it was it was ready it was done it was ready yeah. to, it was ready to go hey, that's um, in amazon right yes yes okay. it's available on amazon um and <laughs> actually i have kind of a special announcement for everybody who's watching this and who's here um yeah. besides the people that subscribe to our website you guys are the first to hear this that the companion piece that I had been working on almost at the same time I started working on the new you book is the new you cookbook. So it's uh that's it right there. Um, basically the new you cookbook is taking in, in, in new you, the actual book, I, I cover um, a bunch of different dietary strategies, you know, things like gluten-free keto, paleo, all these different uh, dietary strategies that people are recommending. And what my position is, is that there's no one diet that works. I mean, think about the word diet, okay? The root word of diet is die. I don't know how good that could be for you, you know, when you really think about it. And so, I, it, it really, think about it. Think about it. You're kidding. You know, so I'm like, yeah, I don't think a diet is really the best way to go. But I do think that healthy eating habits are something because those can be long-term diet. We all know a diet is supposed to be something that's short-term. It's for short-term results. Yeah. If you want long-term health, you better start focusing on eating habits over diet. And that's why yeah. I, I call them dietary strategies because yeah. what I actually have done is I've used a combination of about probably seven different dietary strategies that make up the Jerry diet. And, yeah. and, and you should be doing the exact same thing. You should be finding what dietary strategies, when combined together, make the perfect CJ eating habits. You know, when you do that, then all, and, and I'm not going to tell you keto is the only way, you know, or, or no, intermittent fasting is the only way. No, it's like, it, there is no only way. The only way is doing what works for you. And so yeah. the cookbook actually takes eight of those dietary strategies and I have sections for breakfast, lunch, dinner, sides, and even healthy smoothies. If you're having that, you know, you need that little sweet fix. But basically, the recipes that are in there are dedicated. There's two recipes for each dietary strategy for each meal. So you, you want to try, let's say that you've never tried to, um, you've never tried keto. You don't even know what the hell keto is, okay? You take this cookbook. You go to, I'm going to have a keto lunch. So you go to lunch, you go to the keto page. There's two recipes there to pick from for the lunch. You try one of them. And what the idea was is to give people the opportunity to experience these things in a real world application. So they can yeah. go, wow, this is keto or this is, you know, this is gluten-free. 
you know, yeah, this isn't your dad's gluten-free that, you know, tastes like cardboard. This is gluten-free that you could be like, I feel fantastic, you know, and these foods are helping create that. So that's really what the idea was with that cookbook. And, and I'm so, it turned out so beautiful. I'm, I'm very, you know, uh, awesome. I'm very happy. The cookbook you showed me yesterday. It was really colorful, which I love. Yeah. And I think what I like about this cookbook though is, it, okay, I've tried keto. I think I've tried everything. And like you said, the taste is just different. And I can't even drink, like, I don't, I'm not a soda drinker, um, but yeah. I am a tea and coffee drinker. And so when I drink diet, I'm like, this tastes like bubbles, like water <laughs> with smell and bubbles. Oh, and, you know, and then of course you get the regular, which also has sugar and aspartamine and all this. I was like, Jesus, what, you know, and, and Sia, actually, I wanted to ask you this question. Oh, where did it go? She said something about, oh, there it is. She said about like, but Asia does so well and we eat all the rice. If the food is produced healthier out there, is it really the rice that's a problem? I think it's also the lifestyle, right? It's, it's not really lot, good. Yeah, yeah because here in America, exactly. we yeah. drive. Over in Asia, they walk, they sweat. They, you know what I mean? Like they do work. Here, it's like, oh my God, it's two miles. Let me drive there. You know, that's me too sometimes. I was like, oh, it's too hot. Let me put the AC on. You don't sweat ever. So yeah, it's not really yeah. the rice per no, se. It's, it's the lifestyle. It is the lifestyle choices that are people that people are making. Yeah. And and here's the reality though, okay? It's gonna be easier to get somebody to stop eating rice than to stop driving their car. Yeah. Let's just be real. Especially like if you're in Southern California, yeah, tell me you're gonna walk around LA. I don't no. think so. Just no. because of the danger factor, you probably don't want to do that. But then yeah. when you're talking about, you know, well, no, I'm busy. I have things to do and I can't, you know, because the reality is, man, I mean, let's say that you want to save money. Is, does, can a pair of shoes pretty much do everything a car can? Yeah, they can get you where you want to go. It's going to yeah. take a heck of a lot longer. But it's like, yeah. you know, so that's there's there's certain there's certain realities. And so, like for my wife, she knew because my wife, when she would have a a, a dinner, yeah, she would have enough rice for probably three people. I'm not kidding. Over half the over half the place plate just piled on. Wow. And so she realized. Trying to cut down the portions would be helpful, but she knew if I eliminate this completely, it's going to be much more helpful. And that's actually what, that's, that's what actually inspired her to say, okay, you know what? I've been indulging too much. And sometimes you have to flip the script on, on a, on a, on a habit like that, you know, yeah. you have to really change it. So, so yeah, that pretty much the last 20 years, that kind of sums it up to get, to bring us to being here today. Where we're at. Yeah. Well, um, I also wanted to see like, for a person like me, right? What are some of the simple steps that people can take to improve their overall wellness? And go easy on me because I have really bad diet. I barely went to the gym back. I'm committing three, wait, four times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday is what we're going to do with my my daughter. So be easy. Like, how can I hydrate myself and slowly get there? Okay. So first and foremost, people need to understand getting healthy is not nearly as, as difficult as everybody wants you to believe it is. A lot of times, the things that we think are the most difficult, they have been portrayed like that because somebody can make money off of that difficulty. Mm, they, yeah. they can come to you and say, you know, oh, this is going to be super duper hard, so you need my help. Okay, maybe I'm just dumb that, you know, I'm saying, hey, that's not the case. Okay, you have the ability it's just a matter of making the decision, actually deciding this is what I'm going to do. So that's first and foremost is the mindset. You have to decide, I care about my health enough to where I'm going to do something about it. And whatever your motivating factor is, that's what you need to tap into. You know, it's, it's your why. I know everybody's heard that. You know, What's your why? You need, yeah. to you need to identify your why. It might be because you want to live longer. You want to be there to be able to see your kids graduate college, you know, um, you want to, you want to be able to do, I mean, you want to be able to see your grandkids someday, you know, whatever your why is tap into that to help motivate because a lot of times people, you know, have the problems that they do is because they don't even have a why they have mm -hmm. no reason to, to, to care. So identify that why, um, the other thing is, I think people need to remember that opportunity happens every single day. Okay. And if you don't seize that opportunity, then the opportunity is missed. 
And so there's opportunities for you to make a good decision. It's lifestyle choices. It's creating new habits for yourself. It's instead of running down to, you know, running down for lunch and grabbing a quick bite because it seems more convenient and it's faster and it's salty goodness. And you can just throw it in your gullet and be like, oh, yeah, I'm doing good for myself. Yeah, no, we all know that this is another thing, too. Um, There's this thing. I don't know how many people have heard of it before. Um, It's called common sense. You know, um, it's not so common. It's not so common anymore, but let's be real. I think it's 2023. If you are an adult and you don't know that fast food is not good for you, then you are either kidding yourself or you are absolutely not paying attention because or you don't care. There are so many studies out there that let people know this is stuff that you should stay away from. You know, it's like you just stay away from it. Why? Well, think about it. You know, if something's on a dollar menu, how good for you could that actually be? If you really think about it, if they're willing to sell this thing to you for a buck, you got to figure it probably costs them about a nickel. You know, because they need their margins and they need their profits and everything. And it's like, it's not cheap to run a a big restaurant. So it's like, when you start thinking about that, realize that you're being victimized and you're not doing yourself any favors. You're not, you're not doing yourself any favors. And, you know, for anybody who does it in the name of convenience, I'm gonna let you know right now, being in a hospital bed for the last six months of your life, definitely not convenient. No. Think about think about that. Think about how your, your actions today are going to have consequences for your future self. And you need to remember your future self because your future self is relying on you to even exist. So give your future self a chance and kind of like create an insurance policy for yourself through your own habits and through, you, through what you're doing um, because it's going to make life a lot easier. A um, couple of things. If it's packaged in plastic, probably not a good idea. I mean, as far as health is concerned, it's not to say that we look, there's certain realities again. Wait, wait, let me ask you something. You know, I go to Trader Joe's, uh-huh. and you know, those, uh, um, you know, like the convenient, like you just need to cook it and heat it up. And are those bad for you too? I terrible for you. Chicken. And here's the, here's the reason that they're terrible for you is that in order for them to package those up like that, they have to load them with preservatives. Mm-hmm. True. I'm surprised that when people die these days, they don't just look the way that they do for like three or four years. Because we have so many preservatives in our bodies, <laughs> it would probably preserve well, us. That's why, even though I'm approaching 50, I look, I have a lot of preservatives. Exactly. <laughs> see, yeah, see, everybody's like, oh, that's why I look so youthful. Yeah, well, you know what? That's. Uh, I go to my you know, class and my students are like, who's our teacher here? I'm like, I'm here. I thought you were the <laughs> understudy. Or... <laughs> and I have a lot of preservatives. This is why. <laughs> wow. um, another suggestion I would make is learn how to read a label, you know, food labels, because you want to make sure that you are educating yourself about like things like sugar content, uh, sodium context, serving sizes. Most it's, it's amazing to me how many people do not realize that when they look on the back of a label and they read that and they go, oh, this only has six grams of sugar. Yeah, but then that's because you're not looking up that it's saying the serving size is like yes. yeah. look at look at a serving size for like potato chips. It'll literally say you know all those numbers that you see is based off of five potato chips. And I don't know about you, but the last time I dug into a bag of chips, it I sure the heck didn't eat five. I probably no. ate the whole bag. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. and it says serving size, right? And then it says Ooh, yeah. per container. Well, if the servings per container are 20 and it says it's got six grams of sugar, that the entire container has 120 grams of sugar. That it's, it's important that people actually understand these things. Because Look, they say that knowledge is power. I nix that. I say, no, it's not. Okay. Knowledge is potential power. Applied knowledge is power. Because I know plenty of people have plenty of knowledge, but they don't use it. Yeah. And, so they're, and they're powerless as a result. I, I, I am very adamant to say applied knowledge is power because when you apply that knowledge, you're now doing some great stuff. You're now doing some great stuff. Um, and then the last one I would say, oh, and also if you, the ingredients, it's a very important piece. If you cannot pronounce the ingredients or the ingredients in a package sound like a science experiment, understand the experiment is you. Okay, so when you read it, if you're reading these things and you're like, man, I can't, if it's got more than 12 syllables, 
you probably shouldn't put it in your mouth. That's just, <laughs> that's probably a good rule of thumb. So, because yeah. it's all chemicals, it's all man-made stuff. The more natural you go, the better off you're going to be. Okay. Um, and then the last one, in my opinion, and probably one of the most important is be properly hydrated and hydrated does not mean liquids. It means water, actual liquid water. Okay. Um, good rule of thumb too. Cause every, everybody's no, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. It's, and here's the thing. Here's the, as a matter of fact, that's a diuretic. What actually, what that is doing for your body to process the coffee through you, it actually uses more water than you're putting into you. Okay. So if you're drinking the, the, the proper amount of liquid water on a daily basis, here's the easiest way to know what that amount is. Because that whole eight, eight glasses a day, that throw that out the window. That's BS. It's absolute BS. It's based on you. And the best rule of thumb is half your body weight in ounces on a daily basis. So let's say that weigh 200 pounds. That means you need to consume 100 ounces of water per day. Now, when I say that to people, they go, 100 ounces? That's incredible. I could never do that in a full day. And then I'm like, do you think you could drink two super big gulps in a day? In 24 hours. And they look at me and go, I can drink two super big gulps in, in, in two hours. And I'm like, okay, then you can drink the water because 100 ounces, two super big gulps is 128 ounces. So it's like, it's, it's a matter of just actually understanding the numbers to go, okay, so in a 24-hour period of time, yes, but realize this, you drink that coffee, you cannot include that. That's not part of your half your body you weight. Know? Anything that has anything else in it, you have to remember, when it has something else in it, your body has to do stuff to get that out. Dang it. So I'm literally dehydrated and lack of vitamin D. Wonderful. I'm a yeah. walking somebody today. <laughs> Well, look, it's not just you, CJ. That's the thing. It's not just you. We've all be look. We've all become the victims of predatory marketing, predatory advertising, and consumer manipulation. They make these commercials that that they they convince you in a matter of thirty seconds that their product will make your life better, and and yeah. we've become so like convinced of this that we allow common sense to fly out the window and say, wait a second. That's not going to be good for me. Are you kidding me? God, that's not good for me. I, I need to I need to be more natural. I need to do things more naturally. But yeah, the proper hydration and my, for me personally, and I, I go into great detail in this in the book, explaining um, alkaline ionized water, actually what it is, how it affects the body, what it does for you, how it hydrates you on a, on a much deeper level. Um, you know, it's really weird. If you take a bottle of water and bottle of water, by the way, some of the worst stuff you could do. If you're drinking bottled water, get rid of that. Get rid. Of, just get you, if you, I'm telling you, it's so bottled water is actually regulated by the FDA. Yeah. Okay? Tap water is regulated by the EPA. It's a different. It's completely different. The bottled water industry, they have like one inspector for the entire industry. So it's really hard for the, yeah, I know it's really hard for them to actually be able to know that all of the different things that are, that you should be meeting are being met. And the saddest thing is, is most bottled water is simply repackaged tap water. Anyway, these companies do not have like some ma magic source. They get their water from, they get their water source, just like everybody else. What you're actually paying for, you're not paying for the water. You're paying for the plastic bottle. You're paying for that convenience. Isn't there some time like, okay, so my daughter was telling me like, mom, don't buy this water. I forgot what it was, but it has sodium in it, which actually. A lot of them do. A lot of them do. That's the other thing too. If you're, yeah. if, if the water that you're drinking has ingredients, that means there's adding stuff to it. It's like, why are they doing that? And, and a lot of times the sodium, you know, the reason that they add the sodium is because it actually makes you more thirsty and they feel yeah, like. Yeah, you want to buy more. You're, you're going to buy more. I have a question. So Costco, I go to Costco. There's this package that has like supposedly give you more hydration because I work out. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to have more. And it tastes kind of like medicine-y, but I'm like, okay, fine. If it's going to keep me hydrated, I'll drink it. Is that anything good for you as well? No, or no? no, it's not. As a matter of fact, it's it's more of the same. It's more of the uh, consumer manipulation. It's getting you to believe that you need to electrolytes. I'm going to use that one because in, in the book, I actually have a section That's about buzzwords. Yeah. I have a section in the book about buzzwords because I think what happens is you hear these buzzwords floating around and most people are, they're embarrassed if they don't understand something or know something. And if they're not willing to look it up, if it ever comes up, they'll just kind of nod in agreement. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know all about that. But if you actually ask, I think if you went out and asked a hundred people, if you said, What's an electrolyte? 
I would probably say 99 out of 100 would not be able to actually tell you what it is. And the short answer is electrolytes are salts. Yep. They, basically, they basically are minerals that are in our body that allow our uh, electrical synapses to actually happen. It allows electrical impulses to, to happen. That's exactly how it happens. So like that's, that looks that's all they are. That's all they are. And so in the book, I actually cover a bunch. As a matter of fact, almost half the book is these buzzwords. I wanted to make sure that I empowered people with knowledge so that they could apply that knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you, and it's in alphabetical order, too. So you don't have to go running through. Trying to, if you want to find, you know, go to that section. It's the glossary oh, of terms. What I love about this book, Ugh. I need glasses. So this book is written big enough, but I don't need glasses. Thank you very much. That's exactly uh, why I did that. I'm 54 right now. I'm going to be a senior no. citizen this year. And look, you too. Shut up. I'm going to be there soon enough. <laughs> I, oh my gosh. No, we're not talking about that. So like there's a note section, which I love because like what I'm doing, but like, seriously, the very beginning of this book is kind of sad. Like I was so sad for you. And well, I, yeah, I, I wanted people to know where I was coming from. I am not one. I'm a normal person, man. I, I, I'm not one of these health gurus who are going to tell you, you know, you listen to every word I say and it'll change your life. You know what? I'm a normal guy who went through an experience that I learned from and I came out the other side thinking that maybe some of the things that I gleaned from this entire experience yeah. could help other people. And that's yeah. really what it boiled down to. Well, before we end, I wanted to ask my, I, I wanted to ask you, there's a couple of questions. The first one is, I think I engage on a conversation from um, Brian. He's a doctor. I think he's a surgeon. And oh, I apologize. Who's the other person? But basically, we're talking about like what kind of fatty foods that we need to eat, like avocado or salmon, which I eat salmon a lot. Um, basically, I don't do like fried or anything. I like grilled everything. Um, and so what kind of fatty foods is good for your brain? This, this is a very easy one, actually. Again, this is a common sense type thing, okay? Because there's, look, there's polyunsaturated, unsaturated, trans fat. I mean, there's all these different things. Um, that's one of the things also in the book that I, I do, I specifically address, that I speak in layman's terms. I write like I speak, okay? I hate it when somebody has a little bit of knowledge and then they want to flex their mental muscle by using all these terms that other people don't actually know what they mean. I freaking yeah. hate that. So I'm like, no, I won't use those terms. Okay. I use very basic terms when it comes to like good fats and bad fats. Here's the easiest thing. Plants. Most of them are loaded with good fats. Okay. Fish is another one with good fats, bad fats, pretty much any kind of fast food or any kind of like processed foods. It's as simple as that. If you just go, okay, look, and life is about balance. Health is about balance, okay? I'm not going to tell you, just go eat tofu for the rest of your life and, and everything will be perfect because it wouldn't be perfect. Even if it was great for your health, it would kill your mind because just the, the, the ongoing same thing every day. You yeah. need some variety. Variety is the spice of life. That's what they say, and I believe it, okay? So if you are... Keeping things in balance, okay? I, I will say I think people should stop drinking sodas 100%. I think if people actually understood how bad sodas were for them, they would stop. Especially They'd especially stop giving it to their kids. Because from what I know about soda and how bad it is for you, when you give your kid a soda, you might as well give them a cigarette. Because as far as how it's going to affect their health, those things are almost identical. But mm. soda, soda has been so normalized. As a matter of fact, it's almost a piece of Americana. You know, that it's like, oh, yeah, well, if we go to the 4th of July, I got to either have my Pepsi or my Coke, you know, and it's like, and again, they've branded. Marketed. Yeah. They've branded us. Yeah. We are the cattle. Those brand, brands is a great thing to call them because we've all been branded. And I mean, uh, in the side of you, burnt into you. Because in your we brain, believe, in your brain, Exactly. And we believe this stuff. And the sad part is, is that we've become victims of our own lifestyle choices. And that's yeah. one, of the main, one of the main things, especially at the beginning of the book, I do talk about personal responsibility. I mean, I went through some, I've gone through my challenges in my life. And the only thing that helped really help me overcome those things were being able to assume that personal responsibility and say, I am responsible for my outcome. And if I'm not going to do it, why in the world would anybody else? 
That's yeah. the thing that I really think is an important factor for people to remember is that, you know, it's like love. You need to love yourself before you're even capable of loving another person. So if you have this disdain for yourself, that is something you need to work through or you'll never have a healthy relationship in your entire life. So, I mean, there's, yeah. there's a, and I, I do talk about some of those things too, mental health, you know, aspects of mental health and the importance of accepting yourself and who you are um, and being able to like move forward in a healthy direction, um, developing good, sustainable habits that are going to allow you to be okay when those hard things happen. You know, I, I, I believe that my family was an excellent example of, of what can happen when something, when life throws you that curveball, and yeah. you have people that are trying to be helpful, but they don't realize they're actually empowering your demise. Because that's exactly yeah. what happened with my mom and my sister with bringing us over that food. In the moment, we were so appreciative. Because it yeah. really did, you know, that that sweet treat, it, it felt so much better it, for just a moment. It allowed us to not be focusing on the hospitalization, the funeral that I was going to have to be going to, you know, all these different things. It gave us the chance to forget that for a second. But the problem is, is that forgetting it for a second is setting you up for suffering it for the rest of your life. And I think that sometimes we just have to face it. We have to just come to terms with what's going on in our life, address it, face it, figure out how to overcome it, and then be able to walk away from it. You know, because I think, especially these days, I think so many people are carrying so much of their past on their back. Yeah. That that's, that's what's weighing them down. That's what's keeping them from being able to make those positive strides in their life that will have tremendously amazing results for them. But instead, they're just living this mundane existence that they think that's what they have to do. And I'm here to tell you, it, there's something there's something better. There's something better. And, and I'm hoping that my book might be a way to open a door or maybe crack open a window that lets you see the light. The light can get through and that you yeah. can go, wait a second. You know what? There is a better way. There is a better way for me to do this. And I can, and I can do it. I have that ability. I have that power. Um, Hey, look, call me an old softy, but I believe in people. I do. I believe that I believe that people can make that change. I do know it's difficult. But again, like I said earlier, I don't know when easy ever became like a standard of greatness. If yeah. something, you know what I mean? If if something's easy to me, it probably isn't worth very much. I mean we're we're all given, like if you really think about it, all the, you know, the Toys are us gone, all of these Netflix coming in, Blockbuster. It's all about convenience. And we really bought into that word convenience to the T. Like Amazon, two days, why not? You know, I don't want to go out of my house. I just want to order Amazon. It'll be here like four o'clock if I order within five hours. And I think we need to get out of that convenience mentality and really look for what is good for us. And like you said, there's so many things that you said that I wanted to address in terms of like, People are going through tough times right now. And I feel like when the tough gets going, it really measures up on what you can do for yourself. And sometimes, like you said, people have good intentions, but the results of that intention sometimes is not good for you. So you need right. to make better choices for yourself, not to be mean, not to be mean to anybody, but more of like, this is me and I'm an I'm not going to apologize for people that are going to get run through my decision because it's for me right now. And you can't help right. other people if you don't help yourself. So Absolutely. I'm glad that you went through that. I'm glad that you're sharing it. I'm, I'm glad that you're here to talk about it. And anybody, um, when is this book coming out, Jerry, today? It's actually launched today. That's why you guys are the first ones to know about this. I mean, it's, the, Amazon, I, do, right? I do have, I do. Yeah. It's actually, if you go to uh, my website, which is your new, if you go there, there's links throughout the entire thing that will take you to the Amazon page. It actually goes Wait, to a page with it, all of you? it's it's your new you book.com. So if you want to order your new you book, go to your new you book.com. And from there, okay. it actually uh your new you book.com. That's the one. That's okay. the one. Um, and then you so how many books in there? Uh, well, if you go in there, there's the new you. There's also, it, it goes to a page that has all of my titles. So it has the new you. It's got, um, actually, it doesn't, it doesn't have Ride the Wave because this is a, 
it, it's it's kind of separated because that's really specifically for the distributors of the of the water product that I'm a, I'm a part of. So that mm-hmm. is actually a separate piece. Um, but it's got the cookbook. It's got new you. It also has I write children's stories in in uh, as well. So it's got my bedtime story with my dream dragon character, and then there's five different activity books that I actually created uh, that are also on there. If they need to get a hold of you just to chat or whatnot, where can they find you? Um, actually, I'm available pretty much anywhere. If you search my name, I'm very easy to find. I'm very transparent. It's it's. I'll give everybody my phone number right now if you want me to. I, I really don't. I'm, I'm serious. I have no problem. I get calls from people all the time. I'm actually at the point now in my life that when my phone rings, I answer it. I don't ask, how did you get my number? Who are you? I'll just be like, hi, this is Jerry. How can I help you? And that's pretty much how I address life. You know, it's like, what can I do for you? Um, so, I mean, it's my, my information is available all over the place. But, I mean, you can look me up on Facebook. Pretty much if you just do a search. My, my name is unique enough that there's not too many of me on the planet. So yeah, it's like you put in you put in Gerald Costica, and for the most part, yeah. you'll be able to find exactly how to contact me. This is his LinkedIn, by the way, and uh, there's still some numbers you need to just keep your name in there to make it easier. But I don't so know. I, I just oh, absolutely. Uh, I hope this is part one I, yeah, because I think we still we could we could have delved oh, into so time. much more. No, next time I'm gonna put you in a, the kitchen, and we're gonna put a cook. My yes. Jerry, let's cook today. Like, what are we making? Seriously, I'm serious. Like, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I think we should have a series of like, okay, to, this week we're gonna cook with Jerry on gluten free. Please make sure it tastes wet, like really good and not not like paper. Um, yeah, that would be great. So that's definitely it. So thank you guys so much for being here. I have a lot of team replays as well. Ooh. This will be on. Um, Facebook, uh, also on my YouTube channel. And then this might go out around July or August in our main podcast as well. So thank you so much, Jerry, for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And I appreciate everybody's time and attention. I hope that you might have picked up something. If you'd like to get a copy of the book, please check it out. If you find it to be useful to you, please share the information. Also, our YouTube channel, I do want to mention our YouTube channel because um, what I've done is I've taken 25 of the different buzzwords and I've actually created like between one minute and three minute videos that summarize what a lot of these buzzwords mean. And so it, I call it buzzword bingo. It's like, what are we going to see today? And so if you go check out our uh, YouTube channel, um, it's just at Gerald Costica, actually. That is the YouTube channel. It's at okay. Gerald Costica. Um, okay. And if you check that out. There's a lot of videos there. Please share the information with people. If you go to our website and subscribe, there's benefit to that. Um, I just, I want to help people. I believe that we're in a state right now in our world where people need the help. I think I might be able to give some excellent guidance because of my own personal experience. And I really hope to be able to help people. And CJ, I, um, yeah. so thank you very much, everybody. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate your time. Tomorrow, I have another live the same time, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. It is about mental health tomorrow. Um, I have a specialist that's coming in, and we're going to chat about that. And then at 10 to 11 a.m., I'm hoping that you guys are going to be in our private workshop with um, Dr. Dufrance, uh, Peter actually is going to talk about wildly successful leadership traits. So if you're a business leader out there or you have a leadership position, come on over, register. It's a free event that we're always hosting every single month. We have different topic, but this month we are talking about leadership. Okay. Have a wonderful day. Bye guys. I'm on my own, broken alone. I feel the rain crashing down. As we conclude today's episode, I want to leave you with a truly extraordinary opportunity. In October, something incredible is on the horizon, and I'm thrilled to share it with you. Picture this a gathering of the world's brightest minds, innovators, and change makers all converging in one virtual space for a transformative experience like no other. It's the Global Summit of October, a monumental event that will shape the future of our world. 
This summit isn't just about ideas, it's about action. You'll have the chance to connect with visionaries who are redefining industries, global leaders who are solving pressing challenges, and pioneers who are creating a better tomorrow. Imagine immersing yourself in a sea of knowledge, soaking up insights that can supercharge your career, your passion, and your impact on the world. The October Global Summit isn't just an event, it's a catalyst for change. Stay tuned for more details as well, unveiling the lineup of speakers, the agenda in the coming weeks. Trust me, you won't want to miss this opportunity to be part of something truly historic. So mark your calendars, spread the word, and get ready to be inspired, motivated, and empowered like never before. Together, we'll take the next giant leap forward in our personal and collective journey. Thank you for being part of our podcast community. Your support means the world to us. And we can't wait to have you join us at the October Global Summit. Until then, keep leveling up. And remember, the future is ours to shape. The atmosphere charting the stratosphere.